you don't remember? I vaguely remember, but I get yelled at a lot. (laughs) I'm I'm half the people that yell at you. So Chestnuts roasting over an open fire. Hossman is nipping at my nose. As we start <laughs> episode number 127 of the Promo Front Podcast, I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the president of Pantone, the staff sergeant of soccer, the deacon of the dictionary himself, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. It's, uh, you know... Kind of a crazy time of year for everybody, I think. And, uh, you know, wrapping up projects. Uh, the, it's been cloudy in Ohio for what feels like the last three weeks. And so, <laughs> and I'm I'm not living in my house. But other than that, I'm doing yeah. great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Um, today's Thursday, December the 8th. And uh, so this drops tomorrow. My kids are coming home today from college. They're ready nice. to come home. I think it's the first time. They're really ready to come home. So uh, looking forward to seeing them and having the house full again and uh, kind of means Christmas is coming. So yeah, for sure. Excited about all that. And, you know, and the one thing, you know, it's been hard is, you know, Mitch doesn't have a car. Drew does. And so they've they've had to do a lot of coordinating uh, to get home and all that because Drew's going to pick Mitch up. And it got got me to thinking, Kirby, about how important communication is. You know, time is running out. Excuse me. The time's running out on all those holiday gifts to get them for mm-hmm. the important people for sure. in your professional life, right? Your clients, your coworkers, your employees. There is still, even with two weeks left for Christmas, Kirby, there is still time to partner with a supplier that makes holiday gift giving easier than ever. Of course, I'm talking about the Good Strongs over at Evans. That's right. Not only do they have fabulous gift boxes in stock and ready to go, but they'll also consistently communicate with you throughout the entire process so you can focus on your business. Here's a great testimonial of what one distributor recently experienced with Evans. And I love, they really solicit uh, testimonials and they the stuff you get. And again, I, I get a dump of them and it's, they're awesome. This one's my fa- one of my favorites. Evans is so easy to work with and the communication is excellent. It's short, sweet, and to the point. And what yeah. supplier doesn't want to hear that? What distributor doesn't want to experience that? And Kirby, I know in your life, communication is a hugely important thing. But it takes the, uh, even greater significance, I think, this time of year, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. How critical is it for you to partner with a supplier that uh, makes things as easy as possible by leading the communication? Yeah, I think it, it I mean, it, it's one of those things that said so much that I think we lose sight of how important it really is. And by the way, it's it's a lesson for us as distributors too. those suppliers like Evans that are not only they, they kind of keep the the line of communication open by saying, hey, here's where the order is. Here's what's going on. Yeah. But being willing to share, you know, hey this is an issue or this is a problem and how do we fix it? That's how problems get solved is by kind of communicating and being uh, proactive in that. And so I love that. 
Well, and you can get in front of problems by communicating yes. on the front end. You can alleviate pressure. You can alleviate uh, frustration. You can alleviate just angst yeah. uh, by doing that. So Kirby, I couldn't agree more. Frankly, with all the rave reviews that Evans receives from distributors just like you, it's not difficult to see why so many are choosing to make their lives easier by working with our pals at Evans. So I got a question. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Distributor. You need to do yourself a favor. Actually, it's not a question. Question. It's a declarative statement. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Distributor, you need to do yourself a favor and make <laughs> holiday gift giving easier than ever this year by working with Evans. There's still time to get those last-minute gifts out by visiting their website at evans-mfg.com. You're not going to be sorry you did. So, Kirby, here we are, episode number 127. We're in December, the home stretch of the year. Uh, and I have the privilege of the upfront part of the podcast this week, which means we're going to talk about something promo or try to anyway. Yep. I feel like it's been forever since I've been in here doing a podcast. It mm -hmm. seems like last week when I was out at sea um, mm -hmm. was a month and a half ago. <laughs> I um, bet. And, I bet. And I, I actually, for the first time in a long time, I listened to that podcast. I'm like, man, I'm yelling a lot. I must have <laughs> thought you couldn't hear me. So I apologize. <laughs> so I'll try to get the dulcet tones of my voice in order for this. All right, Kirby. <sighs> This is the gift that keeps on giving on an annual basis. Yep. The Pantone color of the year for 2023 has been revealed. I've been waiting like a little boy on Christmas morning for 364 days. And Christmas finally came this week as Pantone revealed that their color of the year for 2023 is Viva Magenta. <laughs> All right. So according to the good folks at Pantone, Viva Magenta vibrates with vin and vigor. It's a shade rooted in nature descending from the red family and expresses of a new signal of strength. They go on to say, it's powerful and empowering. It's an animated red that reveals pure joy, encouraging experimentation and self-expression without restraint, an electrifying and boundaryless shade that is manifesting as a standout statement. Okay. So I ask this question every year. Who cares? I mean, who cares <laughs> about this stuff? I, I get it, but I, I, to me, it's just a weird. It's such a strange marketing thing. It works for them. I talk about it every year. Yep. I make sure we talk about it every year. We sure do. Um, I, I think what's interest I find interesting about the whole process is I think it really just is a marketing thing. I think some people look at it as, oh, Pantone has their fingertip on the pulse mm -hmm. of fashion and color. And that they're leading the way. I don't think so at all. Hmm. I, 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 and, and I'd love you to debate me on this. Prove me wrong. Fight me, Kirby, because I think it's just marketing. I don't think they know anything. Who knows why some weird shade of red slash burgundy is going to be the color in uh, 2023. So, yeah, I actually will uh, disagree with you a little bit on this. Uh, so, and, and honestly, it's funny I, because I think my opinion of this has evolved. Uh, I, I, when we first started talking about this, 72 years ago, um, yep. when I, I was like, yeah, they're just making something up. And, but Hey, I know there's more research that goes into it than oh, that. Of course. Um, but honestly, I think what, because we've talked about it, um, I've noticed that trends do seem to follow what Pantone is talking about. I do. And maybe it's because they've said it, I notice it. Right. But I think that's right. part of marketing, right? That's part of, so sure. I think both can be true. Um, when you say something enough, people start to believe it. And I think because mm -hmm. Pantone has done this and positioned themselves as a leader in this space, I think you do 
see designers. You do see uh, merchandisers follow that trend, especially in retail. And so I actually, whether it started as a marketing stunt, I actually think that it's gained substance, at least through my eyes. Um, so I, it's funny, I have gone from eye rolling about this to actually like when I saw the latest announcement, I'm like, hmm, we're going to see more Burgundy this year. Interesting. So that's my take. So I'm not, I, I'm not going to argue with you on some of that. I, it is a marketing thing. That's sure. it. I mean, there's no, I, 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 what research goes into it, I don't know. And I think, but they, I will say Pantone does a great job marketing it. Mm -hmm. I think they do a great job writing about it. I mean, the stuff that they write is, oh my gosh, it's out of a Jay Peterman catalog from a Seinfeld <laughs> episode. Um, but it is, to me, just a marketing thing. Now, what I think it has accomplished for them, Pantone is always going to be relevant, right? It's always going to be necessary for people in the design world. Yeah. It, it's a very critical tool. But what it does, it brings them into the consciousness to people who aren't in that world. That's what this has done. That's the only thing this has done. And so now that people outside of the design world look for what is the color of the year according to Pantone. Now you said, what you said is absolutely true. You have designers following, okay, if that's the color, yep. I'm getting on that gravy train as early as possible. So it has become the ideal marketing case study of if you tell people, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. And so I, 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 I regrettably have to agree with you. Um, yeah. And I still think, but go ahead, buddy. No, I'd say I still think it's a little haughty um, the way it's presented. I, I think they could back off on it. Uh, the, you know, the, the flowery language is a bit much for me. You know, <laughs> it's a color, guys. Yeah, like, yeah, no. yeah. Um, but I do think they do a great job of, uh, and they'll they'll come out with one. Watch, watch, mark my words. Halfway through the year, they'll come out with a special one mm -hmm. for some cause or uh, um, event. Like they came sure. out with special Pantone colors for the Ukrainian flag last sure. year mm. a few years ago they came out with one for a a certain medical issue that we're not going to chat about because we got yelled at last time we talked about it okay. um you don't remember i vaguely remember but i get yelled at a lot <laughs> um, well, I, I, I i'm i'm half the people that yell at you yeah. so <laughs> i it, it's an interesting thing i just hate the pomp and circumstance around it i hate the whole oh my gosh they've dropped the color okay it's yeah. not that exciting folks well, so the thing that I would say is that, you know, we've talked about this, um, like the power 50 list and, um, you know, Dale Denham's, uh, influencer yep. list, right. Um, the person who creates the list has like Dale's has never power. on that list. And he is obviously yeah. an influencer in, in that space. And, but sure. I think that that's sort of the genius behind it is that they have positioned themselves as the expert. And so whether they were in the beginning or not, now they have been. I I just think that it's an is now. So I think that's no, kind of brilliant. Yeah, it's it's the best marketing tool they could have developed that keeps them relevant in front of people that don't live in that world. So as much as I like to make fun of it, and I do, <laughs> it matters. And I hate I hate to admit that. Okay, you know what, Kirby? I, I, I want to move on. I, I really, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm done with Pantone. And... <laughs> yeah. I got to amp up the podcast, Kirby. I got to amp it up right now. Is your marketing working, distributors? Well, if you can't answer that question with a resounding hell yes, then you've got a problem, don't you? Well, you got problems, we got solutions. If you can't answer that question with that immediate yes, you need to reach out right now to Promo Pulse. That's right. They help you consistently create... Uh, 
Stunningly beautiful outbound marketing that's so easy for you to use. You customize it, you set it, and you forget it in five minutes, and it's going to amp up your sales. So head over to promopulse.io slash amp. Not going to be sorry you did. All right, Kirby, you got a topic for us? I do. I do. Uh, so um, friend of the podcast, Danny Rosen, he is one of the head guys in charge at Brand Fuel, a distributor in, in North Carolina down there, uh, wrote a blog this week. Um, and it was one of those where I was tagged in, in the blog. And so I got a notification. Yeah. And so I went and read it. And the blog essentially said that traditional, um, he felt that traditional awards are dead. And he said he was going to ruffle some feathers with this. And I think it started for, for some background, for those who didn't read the, uh, the blog, yeah. go to the brand fuel, uh, website to read it. Um, but essentially said, look, I kind of purged, um, a shelf of awards and he only right. kept the ones that were unique and interesting and special to him. Um, right. and so he said essentially that he thinks that, um, sort of those old school acrylic mahogany awards, mm -hmm. um, have run their, run their, run the race. They're, they're done. Yeah. And that we need to start thinking differently about awards in our mm -hmm. space. Um, yeah. and so I, I'm going to give you my two cents on this, and then I have sort of a follow-up, but I want your take okay. on it too. So, Oh, I've got a take. Yeah. I've got a take. Yeah. So um, I want to start by saying I think I love that uh, Danny challenges status quo. That's who I think he is in a giving way. Um, I, I disagree um, with his overall take, and I think that, that part of it has to do with what stage you're in in life, right? So Danny has a... a a shelf full of awards that he's received. And that's super cool. And I think that, you know, you and I are actually both in spaces where, you know, over the course of 20 years of business, we've gotten those awards and some of them have been crappy and some of them have been meaningful. And I think sometimes it has to do with the, the, um, the occasion as much as it does the actual award. Um, but I also say, man, there's, there's people out there who haven't got any awards. Um, yeah, maybe whether they're, younger in work or in their current profession or whatever. And that acrylic award could mean the, the, the world to them. And I don't think so many times it has to do with not the specific item, but the way that it is um, managed. Right. And so yeah. like, I, I think to, to my son-in-law, who's, who's working hard in a place here in Coshocton, if he got an employee of the month thing, and it was a mahogany or an acrylic award, I'm telling you, uh -huh. he would, it would mean the world to him. Yeah. And so I think, yes, we're in a different season, but, but no, I don't think awards are dead. And now I want your take, but then I have a follow-up. So go ahead. Okay. So I, I, uh, I, I was tagged in it too, um, mm -hmm. which I appreciate Danny wanting our opinions on it. Um, I looked at it from a different perspective. Okay. I don't look, I didn't look at it as seasons of life to, to when I hear that, which is a valid argument, by the yeah. way, yeah. but I hear that it's like, okay, older people prefer mahogany and brass and glass and acrylic and younger people don't want that. And I think there's a segment of that. I think what I looked at it was know your audience. I think the definition of award has changed. And sure. so when I looked at Danny's article, it's not so much that I, I disagree. I don't think acrylic and wood are dead. Yeah. You can do amazing creative things with acrylic. Um, I used to work with Jay Charles quite a bit and, and mm -hmm. they do some amazing, and that's not a plug for Jay Charles, but they do some amazing things with custom awards that are mm -hmm. acrylic. 
I think it's knowing your audience. Mm. It's understanding how your audience wants to be recognized both in the moment and in perpetuity. Because what I would suggest for a lot of people, exactly what you said, your son-in-law Keith, that award on a shelf, awards have a a lifespan. You have Mm -hmm. three, three moments, okay? You have the moment of anticipation. Are you going to get the award? Maybe you know in advance you're going to get the award. So you have that excitement. And then you have the second moment, which is actually getting the award. It's physical. I can touch it. Now, you can rethink that and maybe use a, a Bluetooth, a really cool Bluetooth speaker with a custom grill that says congratulations sure. on five years or whatever. So the award is whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be wood or acrylic. It doesn't have to be a speaker. It can be a million different things. So you have that moment too. But the third moment is the one uh, that's important. It's the memory of the situ of, of it. When yeah. you look at that award, it can just like a good piece of music can, just like a meaningful movie can. It can transport you back in time to that exact moment when you are recognized by your peers as elevating the team. Yeah. going above and beyond, hitting a number nobody thought you could, or maybe you didn't think you could. So I, I the award isn't dead and, the, and wood and acrylic aren't dead either. Mm-hmm. It's just knowing your audience and what they want. Yeah. Um, and to me, that's that goes back to communication. We talked about that beginning of the yeah. podcast. So I, I, to me, it's really understanding your audience. But no, I disagree. Acrylic and wood aren't dead. Yeah. They're and just so- different. I think a lot of people don't want that. Yeah. Well, they may or they may not, but so, so my follow-up point, and this is the, like the thing that I think maybe uh, is bigger for me is that yeah. th- this week I have yeah. been told that email is dead, awards yep. are dead and blogs are dead. That's just this week. Yep. Right. I saw the blogs one. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, can we stop pre- trying to be the first to predict the demise of things? Like, no, yeah. they're not <laughs> like, yeah. like email's not dead. It, it, you may not like it, and the emails right. that you get might not be effective, but that doesn't mean the tool is dead. Blogs are not dead. The irony right. behind this mm-hmm. is that I was tagged in a LinkedIn post, which I've been told was dead in the past. It yep. got, I got emailed that that notification, and then I went yep. and read the blog about the awards. Yep. All, yep. Like, so to me, we got to stop predicting that everything's dead. You know... It... I think I wish people would stop using the word dead. It's such a clickbait yeah. word. Are <laughs> so awards aren't dead, they're evolving. Right. Blogs aren't dead, they're evolving. Um, you know, to touch on what you were talking about with the blogs, you know, I know I think it was Javier uh, Melendez that put out, you know, an AI thing. Uh, it was an AI mm-hmm. written kind of blurb that a supplier might write. And he had said, um, this is I've seen just as good on many supplier sites. I read it. I've not seen that bad on supplier sites. That thing was <laughs> awful. And I've played with some AI, I've played with some AI stuff and it's, it's a lot of work to get it to write the way you want. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's not easy. Not that it's not going to get there, but blogs aren't dead because there's still some authenticity of the, the person writing yeah. it. And, and so instead of things are dead, like to your point, Kirby, things are evolving. How do we do use strategic foresight to see where it's evolving to, as opposed right. to saying this is over. No one's ever going to write a blog again. No one's ever going to give a mahogany or acrylic award again. So I agree. To me, it's a little bit of clickbait, although I thought Danny's point was well well oh, sure. ended. I just don't necessarily agree with that it's dead. I think for certain people it is. And I think people need to rethink what awards are and what they and look that was, like. And that was his greater point, So to be clear. 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. All right, Kirby. Cool. 
All right. Um. Yeah, I guess it's my turn. Kirby. <laughs> Kirby. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Um, the Oxford Dictionary of the Word. Uh, the Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year came out this week. Did you see that? No, I definitely did not. <laughs> oh, excellent. This gives me so much joy. So, <laughs> pardon me. This word received 93% of the more than 340,000 online votes cast. So, it was a clear runaway winner. Okay. Okay. Would you like to guess what the word was? No. I have okay. no idea. The word, it's actually two words, goblin mode. Can you define the word goblin mode? <laughs> I, I have, I, I literally do not have the, you know what? Goblin mode is dead. Okay. So what, <laughs> it, it, maybe it's because what goblin mode is, it's after Thanksgiving when you get pie and you go into goblin mode. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Goblin mode. I would have totally believed you. <laughs> Goblin mode is a type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations, okay? Okay. So someone might go goblin mode because they just, I hate Twitter, I hate this, I'm done, you know, that type of thing. That's kind of the context. So okay. the, the word of the year in 2021 was vax or vaccinations in uh, there. So I want to get your opinion on the word of the year goblin mode, Kirby. Uh, what is my opinion of goblin mode? Uh, no, I think uh, that's fun. And I think, yeah, I don't give a shit about that at all. However, I will yep. say yep. that it is indicative of the thing we just talked about with Pantone mode. So it's yep. trying to, you know, the dictionary trying exactly. to make itself relevant. And so, uh, okay, I don't think that they've got my attention just yet. I, I don't see yep. designers running out, although... I will say, based on this industry, maybe we can get some T-shirt people um, to make a T-shirt that says "I'm in Goblin mode," and maybe then it starts to affect the culture. Yeah, I think it needs a tagline like "I'm in Goblin mode," and then "Come get some," something like that. That'd be <laughs> yeah. that help out. But it got me to thinking, Kirby. <laughs> okay, um, good. I have I have some other suggestions for word of the year. Okay, okay, okay. I want to hear these, these. Are actual words that were considered. Oh, didn't okay. Make it. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. And I, and what I'm going to ask you to do is see if you can define these terms and then I will get yes yeah, or no. Me. And then I'll use it in a sentence. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, hopefully okay. not. Tech lash Kirby tech lash. Uh, I'm going to, I don't know, but I, my guess would be that uh, it's kind of like y y you have like a whiplash, but from mm -hmm. technology. I, I, I'm going to accept that. Okay. It's a strong negative reaction to tech companies or their products. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if we were using it in a sense, it might be Kirby just deleted his membership of the promotional products professionals, Facebook page. Talk about a tech lash. Okay. okay. All right. I love Number it. Number two. right. <laughs> yeah. That feels like uh, a, uh, you say something and then you ask the group, am I right? Like Correct. sort of oh, like two to, two, Kirby. Yeah, yeah. It's an informal variant of am I right? So By the way, I like that. I've one. been I do I like too. Yeah. I've been I've been whipping my family with that because <laughs> you can use it anywhere. You can say anything. So to use it in a sentence, PPI Expo, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I love it. Okay, I like that one. Podcasts. Am I right? <laughs> All right. Uh number three, Beardo. Uh okay. 
So I'm going to go with someone who's like a craft beer guy so much so that he's kind of a weirdo about it. That's what I got. Okay. I'm really sorry to hear tell you this. You're wrong. Wrong. <laughs> it is a person with a beard. It is a person with a beard. So use it in a sense, man, Petrie is such a beardo. Okay. Okay. All right, Kirby. This is this is a bizarre one. I've got two more. Yeah. Copy pasta. Oh gosh, copy pasta. I, I literally don't have an idea. Enlighten me. Okay. So it's any type of data that has been copied and spread online. Okay. okay. So use it in a sentence. I've seen Danny's blog everywhere. It's like copy pasta. Okay. okay. I like it. All right. Last one. Sharent. Sharent? Uh I guess something that is um shared errantly. Like, uh, like mistakenly. Nah, nah, you went you went yeah, left when you took on right. It's a parent who frequently social uses social media to share photos or other details about their child. Okay. Ah. So so to use it to a, okay, a sense. She loves to share it, but she should really check her pri Facebook privacy settings. Okay. okay. I like so that. So those question. are some, I, I honestly, out of all those, I think the word of the year is, am I right? Yeah, I like that am one. Am I right? I like that one better. You are right. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. You got one more for us before we go into our final results for the gambling for good. You got another one more or we want to go to gambling for good? Let's just go gambling for good. I, I, I have a, right. This will be a topic for next week. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So. Kirby, last week, we went into last week. For those of you who haven't been listening this far on the podcast all year, we were picking three games in the college area, yep. three football games in the pro area, not against the spread, just, just straight ahead, win-loss. And the loser was going to have to donate $100 to our good friends at the Promotional Products Education Foundation. So last week, uh, Kirby had uh, – we went we had a – we were in dead heat last week. Both of us, 46 and 32 – Okay. Yeah. We had a lot of different picks last week. Some the same. Kirby, I've got some news for you. Okay. University of North Carolina, the the uh, alma mater of one Danny Rosen. They did you dirty. You did not win that game. <laughs> TCU. They did me dirty. Purple too. Baylor. Did you dirty? <laughs> USC. Did you dirty? <laughs> and then the one that broke the camel's back, Kirby, the Chicago Football Bears. Did you dirty, Kirby? You went two and four last week. I went three and three. I am the winner of picks for good at forty nine and thirty five. You are one behind me at forty eight and thirty six. Well done. Uh, yeah, it was fun. That was fun. Yeah. But I think you're gonna you're gonna donate hundred dollars PPF. I Absolutely. am going to match that. So we're gonna send two hundred dollars to. Uh, our good friends at PPEF, because, hey, this was fun. Um, it, maybe we'll have to do it again next year. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. And it's funny. That was like literally my worst week, I think. I, I don't think I ever had a two and four week. So what are you going to do? Uh, no, you had, you, I, I can I can look back. Um, but I mean, I you, know, you. you know what's interesting, though? Over the course of time, we were pretty consistent. We both had a pretty good one loss record. Um, I mean, we were well above, above 500, yeah, which yeah. not not easy to do. You know, and I think what it has to do a lot with, you know, keeping that communication lines of communication open for sure, you know, which it's again, you know, which brings me back in a, you know, kind of a sponsor way to our good <sighs> friends at Evans who will communicate with you throughout the entire order process. And hey, there is still time to go ahead and secure those end of year gift giving opportunities to really recognize the people who make your personal and professional lives easier, your clients, your coworkers, your employees. 
people who touch your lives all year long, it's a really great opportunity this time of year to say thank you. And Evans has so many uh, options. They have a gift giving guide out there. But if you head over to their website, evans-mfg.com, you're going to see all sorts of options. And the key is, and to tie it back to what we were just talking about, they're going to communicate with you throughout the entire process. They make it as frictionless as possible for you to do what you need to do with Evans and get back to your day. They've got your back. They're going to make it easy for you. So, and I know that's a big thing for you, Kirby. It is indeed. I mean, especially this time of year when things are, you're trying to keep all these balls in the air, uh, having a supplier that, that communicates and keeps you in the know is just super powerful. Absolutely. And you know what else is easy, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Saying goodbye on this podcast. Bye. Peace out. Peace out.